We have a special show for you this evening. And, of course, we'd like to welcome you to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. My name's Gavin Walker, and, of course, we hope that you're enjoying with all the uh, blood-red <laughs> sunsets and sunrises with all the smoke and stuff, still enjoying the uh, BC Day holiday and, of course, the... Uh, the end of another long weekend. I think we have another one to go, which is called Labor Day, but uh, we won't get into that. We're still in August, and um, it's uh, so far has been quite an adventurous month, I think, <laughs> all around. Um, this evening, we are going to celebrate a little later on in the show um, a brief celebration of the birthday of one of the most iconic musicians ever, Rassan Roland Kirk. He was born on this day, August 7th. So he's a, a child of the sign of Leo. And uh, we're going to play some of his music a little later on in the show. But our jazz feature, which always starts the show off, is going to be something very special this evening. It's, it's a rather overlooked album by Julian Cannonball Adderley, of course, the great alto saxophonist and band leader, and um, again, uh, another iconic jazz musician. It was done in 1964, and there was a, of course, there was the, um, the rise in the 60s of the Cannonball Adderley sextet. That became one of the most sought-after bands, and they recorded tons of albums, live albums usually, because Cannonball preferred that rather than being in the studio. And, uh, of course, the sextet included um, Julian Cannonball Adderley himself, of course, on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, and on the front line, the great multi-instrumentalist, the mighty Youssef Latif, of course, who was featured on oboe, flute, and tenor saxophone. Well, and of course the magnificent rhythm section. Don't forget Joe Zavanul on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. And uh, it's nice to know that Lewis Hayes is um, really uh, the sole survivor of that uh, sextet. And uh, Lewis Hayes, of course, is still very much with us. Now, um, Youssef Latif decided after about two and a half years in this band that he was going to leave and um, carry on with his own career because um, being with Cannonball elevated him to um, being a jazz star. And so Youssef decided to use this opportunity to launch his own group and um, uh, they make an amicable departure from the Cannonball Adderley band. And there was a young man coming up on the jazz scene in New York that Cannonball took an interest in right away and decided to ask him to join the band. And his name, Charles Lloyd. Now, Charles Lloyd is still very much with us and a great, great uh, musician. He was just in town, I guess about two years ago, performed at the... Um, Vogue Theater uh, delivered one hell of a concert, and of course uh, Lloyd is in his late 70s now and, and performing, recording. Um, he's had an incredible musical career. 
Anyway, um, Lloyd, who of course was uh, a master of the flute and tenor saxophone, replaced Youssef Latif in Cannonball's band. Now, he didn't stay very long. It wasn't because uh, he was unhappy with the music or anything like that, but uh, his own career was uh, on the way up, and he was um, decided that uh, he was going to launch his own band, too. And, of course, with the blessing of Cannonball, uh, he made his departure. So his Charles Lloyd's stay in the band was short-lived, and there are not too many recordings of um, Charles uh, as part of the Cannonball Adderley Sextet. This is one of them. Uh, there's some live recordings that, that were uh, not professionally done, but uh, this was done, of course, in the studios of Capitol Records, and Charles was um, had just become a member of the Sextet when this album was done. Now, what this album is about is not the music of Cannonball Adderley. Normally, you would hear tunes like Work Song, this year, um, all the other tunes in Cannonball's repertoire. No, this was a very special project. Cannonball had fallen in love with the music from the great Broadway play, Fiddler on the Roof. Music was written by Jerry Bach and Sheldon Harnick, and the book was written by Joseph Stein, and the, the play... Um, opened on Broadway September 22, 1964, and became one of the most iconic and popular plays ever to hit the Broadway stage. And, of course, it made a star out of uh, Zero Mostel, who had the title role of uh, Tevye in the, in the play. And the, the story is about Jewish life in the uh, shtetl, or ghetto, in Russia. And uh, the Jews were not treated very well. There was, uh, Russia was full of anti-Semitism. There were pogroms. They had, um, the story takes place, the uh, Jews were living in a very sort of insecure situation, as, as they have been for centuries. And they felt at the time that Russia was their home and, and so on and so forth. But they were finally, they were driven out um, by the Russians. And, and of course, uh, the story revolves around that, and it revolves around um, Tevye, the, the lead character, um, and all of his daughters. And, of course, um, uh, there's a whole wonderful story connected with it. But anyway, uh, we won't get into the story itself. The music um, away from the story is wonderful. And it's a credit to Cannonball and his band that he was able to interpret um, eight pieces from the, the play and turn it into a wonderful jazz album. And um, not only are the melodies familiar to most people, um, it's just uh, so nice to hear them done in a jazz manner and done by master musicians like Cannonball Adderley and all his crew. So... Without uh, further ado, we're going to get to the music. And all of this music was recorded, as I said, in um, October of 1964 uh, in New York City. And the band, once again, Cannonball Adderley, Julian Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, 
Charles Lloyd on tenor saxophone and flute, Joe Zavanul on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. The eight tunes from Fiddler on the Roof, we opened with the theme from that uh, play, the title track, Fiddler on the Roof. The second tune is entitled To Life. The third tune, Sabbath Prayer. Tune number four is entitled Chavala. Tune number five, Sewing Machine, because Tevye was a, 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 a tailor. And um, tune number six, Now I Have Everything. Tune number seven, Tevye's Ode to His Devoted Wife, Do You Love Me? And the final tune is one that I think everybody knows, Matchmaker, Matchmaker. That's the tune that wraps everything up. So our jazz feature this evening, the Cannonball Adderley Sextet and the music from Fiddler on the Roof. Enjoy.
Our jazz feature album this evening, the Julian Cannonball Adderley Sextet, playing the music from the great Broadway play and movie, Fiddler on the Roof. The music was written by Jerry Bach and Sheldon Harnick, and Cannonball Adderley had become fascinated with the music and decided that he would make this music uh, as part of his next jazz album, which was released on Capitol Records. And it was played by the new Cannonball Adderley Sextet. And, and by new, I mean um, the great Yusef Latif, who had been with uh, Cannonball for about two and a half years, had left. And he was replaced by a young man who was just bursting onto the jazz scene, and is still very much with us, Charles Lloyd. 
Charles joined the band and was uh, with Cannonball's band for, uh, I guess, about eight months or so. Not very long. And then Lloyd left and, um, of course, went on to jazz history to form one of the most uh, incredibly popular bands um, in the uh, mid-60s. Anyway, getting back to this uh, wonderful recording, it's a really... A great tribute to the incredible, impeccable musicianship of everyone in this band that they were able to interpret this music um, so beautifully and turn it into a jazz album, which was rather difficult because the music really wasn't um, written uh, to be played as jazz, but uh, these guys did it. And um, this is an overlooked album. And it's worth looking for. Cannonball Adderley's Fiddler on the Roof. So, the people involved, of course, Julian Cannonball Adderley, one of the great exponents of the alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, and on tenor saxophone and flute, Charles Lloyd, and Joe Zavanul on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. And all of this music was recorded in October of 1964 in New York City. Eight pieces of music from Fiddler on the Roof were chosen by Cannonball to to make up this album. So we heard um, the title track, Fiddler on the Roof, was track one. The second tune was To Life. Tune number three was the Sabbath prayer, and tune number four was entitled Chabala. Tune number five, the fast waltz, was Sewing Machine, and then we move to a beautiful ballad, Now I Have Everything. And tune number seven, featuring Charles Lloyd on tenor saxophone, the love song uh, of uh, of the play, Do You Love Me? And the final tune, of course, was the very familiar Matchmaker, Matchmaker. So that's it, our jazz feature this evening. Certainly hope you enjoyed the music from this great Broadway play and movie, Fiddler on the Roof. It was a great story, and the music stands on its own. Coming up next, we're going to hear a tribute and the music of the one and only Rasan Roland Kirk. But we have a couple of messages to deliver, and we'd like to tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and, uh, of course, we hope that you are enjoying BC Day. Yeah, a long weekend with all the uh, beautiful... <laughs> red sunsets we're having and of course all that uh, smoke in the air I hope uh, everyone's okay with that um, it's supposed to be clearing up by the end of the week there's going to be a shift in the wind so uh, we hope that uh, all that stuff can blow away and then we can get some natural sun sunshine rather than uh, something uh, you know coming through anyhow We are uh, going to continue with this.
We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass rent evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. In the words of Henry David Thoreau, it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. Multicultural Ministries is a national, cross-Canada, non-profit organization that runs temple tours and gives unique perspectives into different religions from around the world, including Buddhism, Sikhism, and Islam. To find out more about them, the tours they offer, or to book one, please visit templetour.weebly.com. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. We're going to continue with a tribute, a birthday tribute. He was born on August 7, 1935, to a great musician. He was born in Columbus, Ohio. And his name, Roland Kirk. Later on, he became known as Rassan Roland Kirk. He adopted that name after hearing it in a dream. And, of course, that became his official name. He was only 42 when he passed away from uh, a stroke. He had had one in 1975, and and then he had a second one in... December of 1977, and that was the end of one of the most unique and fascinating musicians in jazz history. Roland Kirk was uh, blind, and he lived in a world of sound. And, of course, initially he was kind of treated with disdain by the jazz community who thought uh, this guy is, is, is a gimmick. Um, he's, he's just trying to pull something off because he was playing three horns at once and, and doing all this kind of stuff. But there was something that was, Roland Kirk was for real. And of course, after working with such people as Charles Mingus, um, and recording under his own name, Kirk rose to the heights of jazz fame. And he was very politically outspoken as well. Um, he was very, very aware of uh, all the civil rights stuff that was happening. And, of course, he, he had a great sense of humor. He was funny. Um, if you ever saw him in person, um, you you would go between hearing something very he'd say something very serious and and very significant and then he'd couch it with some really funny thing and have you on the floor laughing, but he was an amazing amazing musician. We're going to take you to uh, the legendary Keystone Corner in San Francisco, and play some excerpts from an album called Bright Moments. And um, this was recorded in 1973. And, of course, the Keystone Corner was one of the leading jazz clubs in San Francisco. It was run by my good friend Todd Barkin. And, of course, everybody played at the Keystone Corner. 
By this time, Rassan Roland Kirk, oh, by the way, Roland Kirk played in Vancouver in 1970, and uh, he played at Ronnie's River Queen. And uh, those of us that were there, including myself, will never forget that experience, hearing Rassan Roland Kirk in person. And I remember the, the following day after one of the nights that uh, Kirk was playing, I was down on Robson Street, and there was Kirk and his buddy, um, Joe Texador, who played the uh, percussion and sound tree in, in the band, um, strolling along Robson Street. And, of course, Kirk was uh, with his uh, amazing cane with a wheel on it. And, of course, just the look of uh, Rassan and, and, and Joe, um, people's heads were turning. Don't forget Vancouver in 1970 was uh, a much smaller place. So seeing someone as unique as Rassan, Roland, Kirk, and, and, and Joe as well was, was, uh, was kind of funny. And I remember I stopped them on the street and chatted with them, and I said I was going to the show this evening. So I had a nice little talk with uh, uh, Rassan. And, uh, and, and and Joe, and it was uh, it was great. And of course, I went to the um, went to the River Queen to catch the uh, the second night. What he called his band was the Vibration Society, Good Vibrations, and it was Rasan Roland Kirk and the Vibration Society. And the people involved here um, were. Of course, Rasan Roland Kirk playing all of his instruments, the tenor saxophone, the manzello, which is a, like a soprano saxophone, the stritch, which is like an elongated alto saxophone, uh, um, the flute, the nose flute, all the miscellaneous instruments. We have Ron Burton on piano, Henry Pearson on bass, Robert Shy on drums, and Joe Texador, Joe Habawa Texador on percussion and sound tree. And we're going to hear um, Rassan's introduction and uh, a composition called Pedal Up. And then we're going to uh, uh, maybe play a couple more things from this uh, incredible album. Recorded at the Keystone Corner, our birthday tribute to the great Rassan Roland Kirk. Shy on the drum. 
You know, it's good to be in a place that feels like you're in your house, you know? 
Now, it's a beautiful thing. We're glad you people are assembled here with us on this Saturday night. You know what I mean? You don't feel like Saturday night people. Some Saturday night people, that's the only night they get out and they act like it. You know, like when you cage something up and when it gets out, they act like it. That's the way most Saturday night people act. Now, we would like to think of some very beautiful, bright moments. You know what I mean? Bright moments. Bright moments is like <laughs> eating your last pork chop in London, England, because you ain't gonna get no more <laughs> cooked from home. Bright moments is like being with your favorite love and y'all sharing the same ice cream dish and you get mad when she gets the last drop. <laughs> and you have to take her in your arms and get it the other way. Bright moments. That's too heavy for most of y'all because y'all don't know about that kind of love. The love y'all have been taught about is the love in those magazines. And I am fortunate that I didn't have to look in magazines. <laughs> Bright moments. Bright moments is like seeing something that you ain't never seen in your life, and you don't have to see it, but you know how it looks. Bright moments is like hearing some music that ain't nobody else heard, and they, if they heard it, they wouldn't even recognize that they heard it because they've been hearing it all their life, but they nutted on it. So when you hear it and you start popping your feet and jumping up and down, they get mad because you enjoying yourself, but those are bright moments that they can't share with you because they don't know even how to even go about listening to what you're listening to, and you, when you try to tell them about it, they don't know a damn thing about what you're talking about. <laughs> Is there any other bright moments before we <laughs> proceed on? Testify. Beautiful. Bright moments. Bright moments. Bright moments is like having brothers and sisters and sisterettes and brotherettes like y'all here listening to us. <laughs>
These bright moments is for all the very wonderful people in the universe that have never known anything about bright moments. So check it out. about this. This is music that we all, this next composition, it's some music that we all should dig. But consequently, we all haven't been made to dig it. Back in 1935, 36, Mr. Fats Waller, Thomas Fats Waller, wrote this beautiful composition. And he was one of our first jazz organists. He was before Jimmy Smith. He was before Wild Bill Davis. He was, I guess you could say, he was the first jazz organist. So we're gonna play a tune that Fats Wallace made famous. This is called the Jitterbug Waltz. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you very much. We'll be back shortly. So, punch your set tight. We'll be back. In a very few minutes. Thank you very much. We just paid a tribute to the great Rassan Roland Kirk. This is, was, of course, a live recording at the fabulous Keystone Corner in San Francisco, one of the great jazz clubs that existed for many, many years, run by a gentleman named Todd Barkin. And, of course, everyone played at the Keystone Corner. That was one of the best-loved jazz clubs. And um, the musicians were treated well. The public was treated well. It was just one of those good places to go and hear your favorite artists. So this recording was made um, in June of 1973 by Rasan Roland Kirk and the Vibration Society. And the album was called Bright Moments. And we heard, of course, Rasan Roland Kirk on all of his instruments, playing Everything Under the Sun, along with Ron Burton on piano, Henry Pearson on bass, and Robert Shy on drums, and Joe Habao Texador on percussion, and the sound tree. And, of course, um, pieces of music we heard. We heard, of course, uh, Rossan's spoken introduction to open the set, and we heard a thing called Pedal Up, where he blew all of his horns and then went into uh, the very end was just amazing where he went into this circular breathing thing and uh, just wowed everyone. Then we moved to uh, the title track, uh, a piece of music where he um, picked up the flute and uh, delivered his own composition called Bright Moments. And then the final tune he chose to play on the clarinet. And, of course, that was the classic waltz by Fats Waller called Jitterbug Waltz. And then we heard a little bit of his sign-off theme and say goodnight. Be back for the second set. So our small tribute to this great musician, unique in jazz history. He was only 42 when he passed away. And uh, he certainly created... um, a whole era of music, and so many people wanted to work with him, and uh, he managed to, of course, play with Charles Mingus several times and and record with Quincy Jones and, of course, led his own groups, his quartets, his Vibration Society later on, and, of course, um, just an amazing musician. Born August 7, 1935, in Columbus, Ohio, and died... um, from a second stroke, sad to say, at age 42 in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, December 5th, 1977. And we lost this most unique musician. So I hope you enjoyed that small tribute to Rassan Roland Kirk. Next up, after a a few uh, short messages, we're going to play one of my very favorite Jackie McLean records. And... um, this is a recording that is a little bit overlooked. I like to play overlooked recordings. I think this one is kind of... Um, Jackie made so many beautiful records for Blue Note Records and, uh, and beyond. And everyone has their favorites, and this is one of mine. And I'll tell you the reason after we 
hear these messages. You are listening to The Jazz Show, the BC Day edition. And my name's Gavin Walker. And, of course, we're broadcasting on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And we shall return. Become a CITR member and make some new friends. Members get discounts around Commercial Drive and beyond at Pandora's Box Rehearsal Studio, Bomber Brewing, Stormcrow Tavern, People's Co-op Bookstore, Mintage, High Life Records and Music, Bone Rattle Music Limited, JQ Clothing Limited, The Rio Theater, The Vancouver Music Gallery, North Van, and Tapestry Music Limited in White Rock. What would we do without our friends? help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded Coast Salish territory of the Honkameenam speaking Musqueam people. is uh, most interesting because of all the uh, widespread uh, smoke and the incredible sunsets. We're having very bizarre-looking sunsets. And uh, it's not going to go away for a while. Uh, Tonight we're having a few clouds, actual real clouds out there, I guess, (laughs) you know, all mixed in with the the, uh, smoke, and uh, a low of 17. Then tomorrow is going to be uh, mainly sunny, uh, with more of this widespread smoke with a uh, low of 17 and highs between 25 and 30. And then the rest of the week is basically um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, well, up to Friday anyway, uh, is sunny every day. But, of course, uh, this smoke is probably going to stick around and kind of affect the uh, uh, sunshine. But we do expect a change in the wind Um, later on in the week, uh, perhaps on Friday, to kind of blow most of the smoke away. So we hope uh, that you're not suffering too much from, uh, uh, you know, the particles or having any health issues. I know some people are complaining about scratchy throats and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, the temperatures for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, lows between 16 and 17, and highs between 26 and 31. 
that on Saturday is a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 15 and a high of 25, and Sunday a mix of sun and cloud again uh, with a low of 16 and a high of 26. So the summer continues, and um, we can only hope that the, uh, the old smoke is going to blow away. The sooner the better, really, and uh, it would be nice to uh, just see the, that uh, blue sky up there again. Mm-hmm. Jackie McLean, one of my favorite alto saxophonists, and an influence on myself and so many other musicians. And one of his recordings for Blue Note Records, he did a lot in the 60s. And, of course, he was, his style was evolving, too, and as was his music. And this album was recorded uh, in October of 1961. The album is called A Fickle Sonance, and we're going to hear three tunes from this album. And I think this is one of the best bands that he ever put together for a recording. And the rhythm section especially is one of the most superb. I would, um, I would pay a million dollars to play with these three musicians in the rhythm section. I include... The great late Sonny Clark on piano, who so tragically died at age 31 from a heroin overdose, a magnificent musician, and his playing on here is absolutely superb. Listen to how he accompanies the horns, and then listen to his solos. They are just gems, all of them, on this album. Sonny Clark on piano. Butch Warren is the bass player. Of course, Butch was working with Thelonious Monk uh, during this time. And, of course, Billy Higgins on drums. And these three men, Sonny Clark, Butch Warren, and Billy Higgins, they made up this incredible uh, rhythm section. They also recorded uh, a couple of classic albums with Dexter Gordon around this period as well. On the front line with Jackie on um, trumpet is the brother of Stanley Turrentine, one of the most underrated trumpet players. Um, his career didn't kind of uh, sputtered. Uh, unfortunately, there were, I think he, um, there were some personal problems and so on. But Tommy was, Tommy Turrentine was at his peak um, playing here, and he sounds just magnificent. And he and Jackie just work together so beautifully. Now, there's a little story connected with the first tune we're going to hear. It's not actually, <laughs> it's credited to Sonny Clark. And there is a bizarre story connected with this. It's actually a Thelonious Monk composition which had a title, was called Two-Timer. The Sonny Clark often visited Monk's home. They were good, good friends and buddies, close buddies. And Sonny um, decided, uh, picked up this piece of sheet music and took it and, and brought it to this recording session and stuck his name on it and called it Five Will Get You Ten. And it's credited to Sonny Clark, and it's actually a Thelonious Monk composition. What I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that Sonny kind of stole the tune from Thelonious Monk. Now, Thelonious was aware of this, and he never pursued the issue because he loved Sonny Clark, and of course, it wasn't long after this recording session that Sonny Clark died. So 
what was the point of pursuing anything? Anyhow, this, this, um, so the tune is called On the Record, Five Will Get You Ten, written by Sonny Clark, but it's actually a tune called Two Timer, written by Thelonious Monk. Eh? Okay. How's that for complication? The second tune that we're going to hear is called Subdued, and it's actually a themeless um, variation on the great Gershwin tune, Embraceable You, played by the band. Tune number three is, along with five, we'll get you ten, is my favorite track on the album, and it was written by Tommy Turrentine, who always wrote neat tunes, and the tune is called Initarut which is Turrentine spelt backwards. <laughs> anyway, that's the tune, three tunes from this wonderful album called A Fickle Sonance. And we begin with two-timer or um, five will get you ten. Check out Sonny Clark's piano playing on this.
We heard three tunes from this uh, wonderful Blue Note album by Jackie McLean, along with Tommy Turrentine on trumpet, and this fabulous rhythm section, Sonny Clark on piano, Butch Warren on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums. And the three tunes we heard, we opened with uh, one um, attributed to Sonny Clark. Actually, it's a Thelonious Monk composition. I explained all of that at the beginning. The tune is called Five Will Get You Ten, and uh, it's a wonderful piece of music. And the second tune was a themeless ballad based on the um, chord progressions of um, Gershwin's Embraceable You, and that was entitled Subdued. And the third tune was written by the trumpeter Tommy Turrentine, Stanley Turrentine's brother. And um, it's Turrentine spelled backwards, so it's Initnerut, or Initnerut is the name of that tune. Anyway, uh, three of my favorite tunes from, uh, from this wonderful album, which is kind of overlooked in uh, Jackie's extensive um, discography. Uh, all of this was recorded at uh, Rudy Van Gelder's studio, October 26, 1961, A Fickle Sonnets. And, of course, that magnificent sound of Jackie's alto saxophone like no other. It's very interesting. There's um, a biography of Jackie, which is uh, out in book form, and it's, um, it's called, uh, the subtitle of the biography is no Sugar Added, which is um, sort of describes his sound quite well. Jackie McLean, one of the great players of that instrument, born and raised in New York City. We're going to turn our attention now to a wonderful album by some homegrown musicians. Incidentally, you are listening to CITR FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Um, I'll mention just a couple of quick uh, um, websites that you can get onto if you haven't done that already. One of them is vancouverjazz.com, which is uh, a very comprehensive website. There's all kinds of links and information on there. You can spend quite a bit of time on there. Biographies of musicians, uh, even our jazz features. Um, are listed out there with a little bit of an essay um, pertaining to them, all this sort of stuff. And it's a very excellent website put together by my old friend Brian Nation. So that's uh, VancouverJazz.com. And, of course, the other comprehensive website is brought to you by the uh, Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, and it's CoastalJazz.ca. 
And that's a very comprehensive website as well and gives you an idea of what's going on all around Vancouver as regards um, some of the activities and, of course, the schedule for Frankie's, Frankie's Jazz Club, which, of course, is a very popular spot down on Beatty Street, right opposite BC Place. And that's uh, programmed by the redoubtable Corey Weeds. Corey, of course, uh, ran the legendary cellar out on West Broadway for 13 or so years. And, um, of course, he's a very, very fine musician as well. And so there's a lot of really nice jazz stuff happening at Frankie's. And you, um, it's always good to get onto that website, check out what you want to hear, the people that you want to hear. You can make reservations. You can do all kinds of stuff on that site. So that's coastaljazz.ca. Two websites, once again, vancouverjazz.com and coastaljazz.ca. We're going to turn now to the music of Jill Townsend and her big band. This is a wonderful album that came out a little while ago. It's called Legacy, and it's dedicated to the great Ross Taggart. Ross, of course, was one of our major musicians here in Vancouver, and we lost him um, a few years ago. And not only was he an incredible piano player, saxophone player, he was also a marvelous composer, too. And he kind of, he didn't think of himself as a composer, but he, he, he wrote a whole bunch of neat tunes, and it was, um, and Jill Townsend and her husband Bill Kuhn, the guitarist, um, decided, because Ross was living in their home um, during his, his last uh, years in, in, in Vancouver, and um, he, he was uh, living in a suite in their home. And um, Bill found all these wonderful compositions, and he decided to um, arrange them for a big band. And, of course, uh, Jill Townsend has this big band. And, of course, it's the cream of the crop of Vancouver musicians. Chris Startup on alto, tenor, and clarinet. Bill Runge on alto and flute. Uh, Steve Caldestad on tenor saxophone. Corey Weeds is in the band on tenor saxophone. Chad Makala on baritone saxophone and bass clarinet. And Dennis Essen, Rod Murray, and Jeremy Berkman on trombones, along with Neil Nicholson on bass trombone. Derry Byrne, Kent Wallace, Brad Turner, and Tom Shorthouse on trumpets and flugelhorns. Bill Kuhn on guitar, Ken Lister on acoustic bass, and Dave Robbins on drums. That's the complete personnel, and of course, Jill Townsend conducting. We're going to hear some tunes from this album, Legacy. Uh, the first one is uh, one of my favorite Ross Taggart compositions, and it features the baritone saxophone of the great Chad Makala. And it's called Don't Call Before Ten. Then we're going to move to a second tune by Ross entitled Light at the End of the Tunnel. And it features solos by Brad Turner and guitarist Bill Kuhn. And uh, this is also his arrangement. And we're going to close with a blues uh, written by Ross called BB's Blue Blues. And it features uh, Chris Startup on uh, um, saxophone, Rod Murray on trombone, and Ken Lister on bass. So, three tunes from this uh, wonderful album, which is available on Cellar Live, called Legacy. Legacy. 
the music of Ross Taggart, and here is Don't Call Before Ten. Don't 
Well, that's a fine example of our homegrown talent. A big band led by Jill Townsend, and of course that's uh, all of the music here was uh, written by the late, great Ross Taggart, and this uh, music is a, a tribute to Ross's productive life. The album is called Legacy, and uh, I went through all the personnel in the band, but we all the compositions, um, the three that we heard, were, uh, were by Ross Taggart, and all of this uh, was issued on a wonderful Seller Live CD entitled Legacy, the Music of Ross Taggart. First piece of music was called Don't Call Before Ten, and that featured the incredible baritone saxophone work of Chad Mackala. And the second tune, the more reflective piece of music, was called Light at the End of the Tunnel, and that featured solos by Brad Turner on trumpet and Bill Kuhn on guitar, and that tune was arranged by Bill Kuhn. And the final tune was another uh, Bill Kuhn, Jill Townsend arrangement by, uh, of a composition by Ross called BB's Blue Blues, and that featured the uh, alto saxophone of Chris Startup, trombone of Rod Murray, and the bass of Ken Lister. So there you go. Uh, and, of course, this whole band is made up of musicians that live right here in Vancouver. Wonderful big band. And this album is uh, such a great tribute to uh, a great musician, Ross Taggart. Hope you enjoyed some uh, excerpts from the album Legacy. We're going to take you to Harlem now, to Minton's, Minton's Playhouse. In 1961, January 6th, 1961, and this whole gig was um, recorded by Prestige Records and issued on a series of albums, and it featured one of the best tag team tenor saxophone matches, or tag team matches of the tenor saxophone, whatever, Eddie Lockjaw Davis and Johnny Griffin. Of course, Lockjaw was one of the more unique-sounding tenor saxophonists, that gruff sound and uh, a most interesting way of playing. And Johnny Griffin uh, is one of the, well, he was referred to as the little giant, little small man, played a lot of tenor saxophone and, of course, uh, lots of notes. Lockjaw Davis and Johnny Griffin. They had a band. It was together for about two and a half years, and they toured with, um, there were different people uh, on piano, bass, and drums throughout their existence, but um, they kept it together and recorded, I think, about five albums for Riverside Records, which was Johnny Griffin's label, and about five albums for um, Prestige Records, which was Lockjaw's label. So uh, that was kind of nice. This was all done January 6, 1961 at Minton's Playhouse in New York in Harlem. We're going to hear two tunes from here. And you can identify the two saxophone players because Lockjaw always soloed first in this uh, uh, group. So he obviously takes the first solo. We're going to hear Thelonious Monk composition based on the blues called Straight No Chaser. And the saxophones are amazing on this. 
And the second tune was written by Dizzy Gillespie, and it's called Wouldn't You. So here then, the Eddie Lockjaw Davis, Johnny Griffin, Quintet. Thank you. 
Eddie Lockjaw Davis and Johnny Griffin, or Johnny Griffin and Eddie Lockjaw Davis, their quintet, um, a two tenor saxophone tag team match, one of the greatest, along with Junior Mance on piano, Larry Gales on bass, and Ben Riley on drums, all recorded at Minton's in Harlem in New York City, January 6, 1961. We heard two tunes from this album called The Tenor Scene, and the first tune was Thelonious Monk's Blues, Straight No Chaser, and the second tune was written by Dizzy Gillespie and arranged by Johnny Griffin called Wouldn't You. Johnny Griffin and Eddie Lockjaw Davis. And don't forget, Eddie Lockjaw Davis always soloed first in this uh, quintet. So you can tell the difference in the two sounds. Great band and uh, lots of fun. They were together for about two and a half years. Traveled all over the U.S. We're going to turn now to take you to the Jazz Workshop in San Francisco, 1963. The great Hammond organist, Brother Jack Macduff. And we're going to hear his band with Harold Vick on tenor saxophone, George Benson, the George Benson on guitar, Joe Dukes on drums, and Red Holloway on the other tenor saxophone, and, of course, Brother Jack Macduff on the Hammond organ. We're going to hear some tunes uh, to close the show this evening. We're going to begin with one that I've always liked called Somewhere in the Night. It was written by Billy May. And then we're going to move to a Jack Macduff composition dedicated to his wife. His wife's name was Dink, and it's called Dink's Blues. And the final tune is a, a version of Nat Adderley's great hit called Jive Samba. So here then, straight from the Jazz Workshop in San Francisco, down in North Beach, Brother Jack Macduff and his group.
All of that was recorded at the legendary jazz workshop in San Francisco. We heard actually four pieces of music by the Brother Jack Macduff Quartet with uh, Brother Jack on the Hammond organ. And uh, I mistakenly said Red Holloway was on these tracks. It's not. Harold Vick, the late great Harold Vick, was playing flute and tenor saxophone in this band. George Benson, the George Benson on guitar, and Joe Dukes on drums, all recorded in October of 1963. And we opened with a Billy May tune. I always loved this melody. And it was a theme song for... um, detective show, actually, uh, many, many years ago on, on television, when television was good. <laughs> the, and anyway, the tune was Somewhere in the Night. That's what we opened with. Then we moved to a um, piece of music dedicated to uh, Jack Macduff's wife, and uh, her name is Dink, and it was called Dink's Blues. And then we heard featuring Joe Dukes on this one, um, a version of Nat Adderley's Jive Samba. And the final tune was a, a fast 6-8 piece of music called uh, by Jack Macduff called Vas Dis. Jack Macduff, brother Jack Macduff, live at the Jazz Workshop. That uh, was issued on Prestige Records. So... That's it for another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. My name is Gavin Walker. Thank you very much for being out there this evening on behalf of CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We do this every Monday night right here, and we start at 9 p.m., so... Do join us next Monday night for another edition of The Jazz Show. And thanks once again. Take care of yourselves. See you next week. Bye-bye.